outside, let your body talk to If you were to go backstage at a Mariah Carey show and sing background vocals with her, what song would it be? The Roof. Have you have you thought about this before? Just now. When you asked okay, me. Okay. You were, you were you were quick with it. I was just <laughs> I just I didn't know if this was something that you had, you know, had thought about or you were like, you know, if it was a, if it was a toss up between songs, but I think yeah, it would yeah. it would either be it would be something off of Butterfly most likely, either break down the roof, uh, Fourth of July or underneath the stars, uh, beautiful ones maybe I don't know, but it, yeah, well, I'll say the roof, underneath the stars or Fourth of July. Okay, so we went from one to or break to three. down, so uh, the same four. Four. Okay. All right. Um, I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say slipping away, but since you know they've already they've already done that, if I had to do one that wasn't uh, that she hasn't done already, or one that people probably wouldn't know, it probably. I think it would probably be bliss. I'd let her do that part, and then I would just do like the. Oh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't hit your whistle register on there with her. Not in front of Mariah Carey, darling. <laughs> um, she would probably look at me and be like, "Oh my god, he's so brave." <laughs> so yeah, no. But um, obviously, the reason why I asked this question uh, is because a couple of days ago, one of our queens, Miss JoJo, got the chance to not only meet Mariah Carey but sing background vocals with her backstage at her Vegas show and I almost like cried when I saw the video I was like you gotta be fucking kidding me I was like I'm so ready for Jojo and her new music and her new album this is she's having the best year yeah I need to uh, go ahead and cut my tickets to go see her because I watched her documentary thingy and it was really really good and I love her so Mm -hmm. much and I'm yeah yeah, I actually have a ticket to the New Haven show uh, in May, I believe. And I think the, the very next day is the show in Silver Spring. Um, so I'm going to try my best to get my life together so I can go to both shows. Uh, I just want to say thank you for saying Silver Spring and not Silver Springs. It's this one spring. It, oh, just, so, just one people. Oh, okay. Okay. Solamente I, I, uno. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm assuming you hear a lot of silver springs yes and if i don't even live in that godforsaken <laughs> county but it just frustrates me it's kind of near you isn't it it's neighboring okay but okay, okay. ain't okay. no county like prince george's oh well excuse me ain't no place on earth <laughs> you rep you rep your uh you rep your when i say we have range side. we have the range we have okay the, all right. the 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 ghetto parts and then we got the rich parts and you know it's, it's the wealthiest predominantly black county in the country you know okay well, that's right. so i check. might need to find me a, 
I need to find me a nice little boyfriend over there then. It's a lot of them, especially in my neighborhood. <laughs> Come on down. All right. Come on down. Um, <laughs> Bring your ass, Nick. All right. Well, <laughs> all righty. Well, that being said, welcome back to another episode of House of Hughes. Coming from the House of Emancipation, my name is Frankie. And from the illustrious House of St. Savage, it is I, Huey St. Savage, back again in this bitch. What's popping? How we doing, Huey? How was your week? It's been pretty good. Uh, had a little date night yesterday. Went to go see the photograph. It was really good and cute. Had a little photo shoot. Uh, see, I'm, I'm hearing, hmm? I'm hearing mixed things about it. But so, but eventually, I'm gonna watch it. I enjoyed it. It was cute. Um, it's nothing different than the random romantic movies that white people make. It's just black people. And it was good. I okay. enjoyed it. Um, and Lakeith's <laughs> nails looked clean. Uh, I had a photo oh, shoot. we're going there. I got my shirts that I ordered from Tekenia and wore one of them. You know, I had to post it up and everything. You know, I had to support the homie. I saw. Look at you supporting black businesses. Listen, sis better work. And what else did I do? Some homework. And oh, I went over to my grandmother's house. Yeah. She was... Uh, Wanted to do like a, a grandchildren thing because my sister's home for spring break and we went over there. But to my surprise, she had invited my grandparents on my dad's side and my sister on my dad's side um, as like a slight, you know, birthday thing for me. So it was like 75 percent grandchildren's day and 25 percent late birthday thing for me. Uh, there was cake uh and we had a good time we had a really good time it's really dope being older and being around my family and number one forming my own relationships with them that aren't connected to my moms but also being able to you know connect with them adult to adult you know what i mean and just talk about stuff Mm -hmm. it was at one point they were talking about um something and like back in the day around like 8th Street in DC, it used to, my grandmother called it the red light district. Um, so then my grandmother on my dad's side was telling the story about how one time they were taking my dad to uh, like his karate lessons when he was a kid and they went somewhere and the, I forget what the name of the restaurant was, but it had something to do with meat. And my grandmother's on my dad's side is kind of greedy. So she went in there thinking it was like food and it turned out to be a strip club. Oh. <laughs> and she was pissed. But no, like, it's just funny hearing those stories and being able to talk about that stuff with the elders. Um, because it seems like yesterday when I was being told to stay in a child's place and, you know, go somewhere and play grown folk talking. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, that is it's, it's dope coming full circle. But, yeah, my weekend was cool. Well, that's good. I mean, I think it was great, actually. It was <laughs> I can I can definitely hear where you're coming from with that because there's times now where I'll be having like you know just real not really deep but just uh thought-provoking conversations with some of my aunts and some of my uncles I can't do it with everybody because people don't have the range <laughs> but um you know that's just that's not even shade that's just what it oh, is, no, it is. Um, then- but it is yeah, but it is nice to, you know, especially I have a uh, one of my aunts, I have a better relationship with her pretty much. She probably like I'd say like my favorite aunt on my mother's side. <laughs> um, 
everyone well people know who it is i don't want to put it out there too like but whatever um whatever yeah no so there's times where we have conversations about like family stuff friends and i in i know i can trust her with like being you know just honest and and vulnerable and stuff so um but it's definitely a lot better when you're older because you're able to process things differently and you're able to just speak more uh confidently or you know speak with conviction um yeah no but other than that um my week was okay uh i actually went to a mini freestyle concert i don't know if you because I feel like freestyle music was, it may have been regional, like for like the New York area. Um, basically, in like the late 80s, early 90s, freestyle music was this thing. A lot of um, majority of them, I think, were Puerto Rican uh, from New York. And if you guys know, like Lisa Lisa and Cold Jam or Cynthia or I'm trying to think of any other ones, there's a whole bunch of uh, artists that were doing a Sweet Sensation. Um, I got a chance to go to a show in my city who was who performed uh it was okay so the first girl her name is sapphire and then the second one i forgot his name but if you guys know the song diamond girl which i'm pretty sure yeah my diamond girl. nope that's not what i'm talking about um i'm gonna have to put you on because like i said i feel like this freestyle music not a lot of people know about it um but it was you know it was a thing and it's it's it still has like a like a big influence in like the dance kind of scene but that's that's you know we'll get into that on another episode um but yeah i got the chance to to see sapphire and the guy who sings uh diamond girl i think they were part of a duo called like nice and easy um and if any any latinos or people that grew up around freestyle music know like diamond girl was like one of the biggest uh biggest songs for freestyle and uh, I got a chance to see him perform that song, so it was pretty cool. And the DJ played a whole bunch of freestyle music uh, for a majority of the night. So it was super Latino in there. Uh, my father was there. My I went with my sister and some uh, cousins, and it was it was crazy in there. I was like, I probably should have came a little bit earlier so I could, you know, because I planned on, like, eating and stuff, and I didn't get a chance to. So all I did was just... Uh, take a few drinks and then go home but overall it was a decent experience i don't really get a chance to hear freestyle music uh in that way too often over here every now and then maybe like a dj will play one or two songs but uh i kind of have to just rely on on my own playlist and stuff maybe one day i'll uh i'll have a i'll have a discussion about freestyle music maybe i can try to find one of them and bring them on the podcast or something that'll be dope yeah we'll see we'll see but um yeah so speaking of music let's go right into music box and tell them what you've been listening to baby i cried i cried jerks roman my shit i listened to the acapella version and i had it on repeat and then I told the shorty, if we get married, that's going to be our wedding song with an orchestra and a choir. And he said, yeah. And Drake said that he'll come and perform. I just got to pay him. And I said, of course I pay him. So, yeah. We will pay him in retweets and links to his projects. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not getting married no time soon. So by the time I actually get married, I'll, you know, have money. I just hope I can lock in whatever rate he has now for that. You know, it's like, no. But no, whatever, whatever he charging and Roman charging, if I got it, they gonna be there. Um, because I love that song. It's 
beautiful that song. Um, and I just I hear it with strings, and I just uh. I'm sorry. He's such a talented little. I wouldn't say little because he's not little. Um, person. <laughs> <laughs> um, he knows how much I love. Uh, what's the song on Purification? Uh, lately, that's my favorite song mm. on that on that project. That whole project um, is dope. Oh yeah, he's he's so talented, and I I want to I I can't wait to actually like meet him and see him perform live. Yeah, but, oh, he's all the he's all the way in the West Coast, so maybe one day we can join forces and bring it together, or he can come on the podcast because he's always welcome. Listen, um, the R and B ain't dead. Oh man, I mean, did did we have the R and B is dead conversation? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe I feel like we should bring somebody on for that. I mean, I feel like we should bring somebody on for today's topic too. But you know, things are things are kind of happening, and I'm gonna try my best to, uh, you know, to talk about people without them being here in the most respectful way. Um, <laughs> but we'll get into that. We'll get into that in a few. So my um my music box. So anybody that really knows me knows that I stand for this indie band called cool company and I've seen them perform a bunch of times. I got a chance to um, take photos of the lead singer. If you guys see that on my photography, Instagram underscore box guy, you'll see him. His name is cool. Yan. Um, but I think his like Instagram name is like sweetheart wonder boy or something of the, something like that. Um, but they have a new song out uh, called halos and I really, really like it. I think they do a great job of, of producing just dope music, but also like the melodies and just, they just, they create such good music and I can't wait to see them again. Um, so check that out and yeah, let's go right into a uh, perfect score. So I'm giving perfect score this week to miss Doja cat for not only releasing the video, a uh, music video for say so, but her performance on Jimmy Fallon. I think she's here to stay. She was giving us, uh, you know, looks. She was giving us stage presence. The song is a bop. Um, the video is super cute. Uh, she did the, the little TikTok dance and she incorporated that into the video, which I thought was pretty fun. And I liked the, you know, like the late 70s vibe of the video. Um, it's crazy because when I first heard the song, I didn't think like, I don't know why, like I, I love the song, but I just didn't immediately go to like a disco vibe i just thought it was like kind of funky um but i just didn't my mind just didn't go there until i saw um the performance and then i was like okay i get this now i get it it sounds a little disco-y but i don't know maybe it's because it sounds a lot more modern to me mm -hmm. so i didn't automatically think disco when i first heard it um but yeah so shout out to her because i i enjoy her i think she's talented and i think uh she's gonna be around for a while I do. I nah, I fucks with those. Like it's it it is what it is. Like I I'm I'm juicy is still my shit. So um not ju well juicy is my shit too. But uh rules um say so. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, she is still so dope and animated, and I, I fucks with it. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. So that's that. We did our music box. We did our perfect score. All right. So we're gonna have a wait. Side note. Did you watch Gaga's new video? <laughs> I did not, but I heard the song and I do not like it. Um, it's cute, it's, kind of. It's bonus track at best. <laughs> that's just that's just what it is. I mean, shout out to Lady Gaga. She follows me on Twitter, so I don't want um you know 
the the monsters coming for me but i i love i love a lot of lady gaga's music um especially on what is it? i think born this way there's a lot of songs on born this way that i really like yeah um i feel like electric chapel ah born this way is a great album i feel like the song would sound good in the context of an album just not by you know what i mean you know how some songs like ariana grande's singles do that to me too like I'm not big on her singles as singles, but I like them on the album and how they add to the flow of the album. Did mm. that make sense? No, I know what you like, mean. I would like, never like turn playing. on the light is coming just for shits and giggles, but I listen to it when I play the album because I like it on the album. I see what you mean. I think you like the way it's like placed in, in terms of like, uh, you know, like as a as a collective or yeah. as a as a project, you know, where like you like where it is in there. Um, I personally don't really care for that song, but <laughs> I, you know, I'm not going to not going to knock anyone that does. Um, so, yeah, no, but I, I didn't see the video yet. The video looked cool, but the song for me just um, isn't it, especially as like a lead single. Mm. Um but I will, I will always give Lady Gaga um, a listen. She's not somebody. I mean, she's always somebody that. I mean, even though she's one of the biggest um, pop stars, um, I feel like she. There's always going to be something that I enjoy from her on an album. Yeah, the video was weird, but the song is cute. I, I'll listen to the song again. <laughs> Huey likes everything. Huey's like, I'll listen to it maybe again. <laughs> but my my biggest thing is with with music and like I. I know when to approach it critically and when not to. I was approaching things very critically all the time and it ruined the experience. Like I I wasn't happy, but like listening to music to, to enjoy, like my, my intent is to enjoy it. So I'm going to find something in it, whether it be a melody or a chord progression, whatever, I'm going to find something in it that I like. Because I, I want to like it. I want to enjoy it. I want to have a good time. When it's time to put on the credit cat, I put the credit cat on. And I take it right back the fuck off as soon as I can. Um, but I just, I like being happy. <laughs> I like enjoying things, man. If I don't like it, I'll find something else that I like and talk about it all the time. Right. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. There's, there's, I mean, obviously, as people that, that really love music and that are you know creatives and we have our critiques about everything right i think uh over the last maybe five or six years i've been like super critical of, of certain of artists like certain songs that i'll hear and i'm like i hate this drum i hate the way the bass sounds on here and it's only because like i don't know maybe it's because i'm somebody that produces a podcast now and i'm you know your ears get about the way <laughs> Right, right, you know, and so there's certain there's times where I'll hear certain songs and I'm like, why did they, like, why does it sound this way? And I mean, we've we've talked about it on Boys Love Mariah when we we talked about uh, I think it was Heartbreaker and it sounding like it wasn't like fully mastered and and stuff. A like lot that. of so rainbows think... just feel like it was space between the music and the vocals. Right, and that was I think we realized that because the recording for Rainbow was like so short, it wasn't like it took like two years to record. Yeah, but that was common for like around that time though. A lot of things kind of sounded like that. Yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah, no. So I feel like I was gonna say something else. Damn it, I forgot. Um, and shout out to Tamar and Steen Braxton on that background vocals on Born This Way. Oh yes. <laughs> um. 
All right, so let's go right into the timeline. So um, it's been kind of a slow news week. I mean, obviously, uh, if you're a political junkie, then you're, you know, this probably isn't the time for you. But, um, you know, Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar. and How did Amy else? make um, it this long? When I first saw Amy, I just like, I knew she wasn't going to make it. Oh, I knew that too. Um, like, I, I knew... That wasn't gonna happen for her. And she just kept showing up and showing up and showing up. And I'm like, damn, maybe she bought something, but I don't think so. <laughs> no. But God bless her. I just she I put didn't, up a good fight. I didn't her and her posted. <laughs> I didn't see it for her. Um and I definitely didn't see it for people to judge either. Um nope. but if there's still, you know, there's still people in the race, so I'm not gonna say too much about uh, you know, who I plan on voting for um but it's i i'm i'm not feeling the burn so i'll say that I'm not really here for <laughs> bernie sanders um and i'm not going to go in on that too much because i don't i don't want to deal with uh the the bernie bros or whatever they're called i just need um, to know when the republican primaries are going to be so i can vote for somebody that's not the donald uh because yeah it makes sense to yeah i'm like i'm getting into this politics thing like well voting at least oh yeah yeah i mean <laughs> I, I think over the last over the last um maybe year or two years i've just been more like uh curious about certain things so and i've been aware. watching yeah yeah um i've been watching i mean i watch the view all the time just because i really respect uh sunny hostons and you know most of her commentary um not only do i list i mean not only do i watch that i listen to the npr politics podcast they do a good job of kind of laying everything out there without coming off um as biased and uh i and it's real quick too it's like um like 15 minutes but sometimes they'll do live shows and they'll post those as well um, and they're just real honest. So I feel like if you're somebody who doesn't want to lean too much, you know, to the left or the right, you should listen to the NPR politics, politics podcast and just kind of form your own opinion from them. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's definitely interesting. And I feel like once I move, I'll probably be, you know, I'll, I'll be more, uh, I'll be more likely to have a better political opinion than I do now. Um, obviously I, there are certain things that, you know, I know I want, I, I know I'm looking for when it comes to a candidate, but, um, I feel like there's still a lot that I, you know, that I have to learn about it, which I think, you know, I think that, um, uh, I think that's the same for a lot of people. Some people don't care for politics at all, but they vote, um, you know, and, and that's, that's everyone's prerogative, I guess. But, uh, for me personally, I think just becoming more aware just wanting to like educate myself more on how certain things work and i think yeah. after this whole like impeachment process um i think it's caused a lot i think i i would hope that it's caused a lot of people to um you know to do some more research and to educate themselves so that way they have you know a better uh, better idea of how the the system works right so we'll see what the fuck it's going to be a shit mess and i'm ready for these next four years to kind of just be over and right <laughs> yeah politics is, is messy you know I, I, or you know politics politics can be messy and the messiness um, is not my issue it's the incompetence it's the stupidity like i understand it's a game you know what i mean and all that and sometimes you got to be cutthroat but these niggas are dumb yeah 
who in their right mind thinks that Donald Trump potentially knows more about the coronavirus than the CDC? See, he okay, probably doesn't so even know what the CDC we, is or where it's located. Right, right. So can I can I say something? And this may be a <laughs> little. I may be reaching with this. So there was a, and I don't have it up. I'm just going based off of memory. So there's this like picture of Donald Trump with a whole bunch of um, black people around him, and the headline that I saw, shit mess. The headline that I saw was, I guess someone in that room. I don't know who it was. Someone in that room like interrupted Trump or something, and uh, to to like announce him as like the first black president, and I don't know. Like outside looking in, I think. I just kind of question everything. At first, I'm like, okay, so how much are they paying you? And then I'm like, is this, this has to be a joke, right? This has to be something like, like a slap in the face. Like this has, like, this can't be real. Like I can't, I can't ever imagine someone actually going to that, you know, going to that length um, to make that kind of like headline. I feel like it's, it's not it's just like clickbait people are just doing it for outrage like similar to what these um you know these fashion companies do when they uh when they miss the mark quote unquote and they you know do some race racially insensitive bullshit i feel like this there's like there's this real i don't want to say ulterior motive but there's just like this there's an intent behind Mm. these kind of things that's that's my opinion on it because i don't truly believe that somebody would actually say that to donald trump and mean it i do I mean, I mean, and I, and I'm not even gonna gonna argue that. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like from from the outside looking in, when I saw it, I was like, no, this can't be. Like they're they're doing this to cause to to you know to cause a commotion on social media. They want they want clicks and they want outrage. This, but that, I mean that that's how I feel about a lot of the shit that I see. Um, you know, regarding this whole Trump administration or whatever. I have very, very, very low expectations of anybody associated with him in any way um i question their intelligence mental and emotional uh i do not think they are of any substantial spiritual grounding uh and they probably don't wash their legs or their backs (laughs) oh man they're just fucking stupid they're dumb they're idiots they're like a loud There's... pack of idiot bitches, and I'm sick of them already. <laughs> oh, shout out to New York. <laughs> the um... queen. <laughs> All right. So that was kind of like an on-the-spot thing. I didn't really uh, – I wasn't really planning on talking about uh, politics. It just kind of came up. Um, so we're going to segue a little bit from that. So – at least on my timelines, what I've been seeing over the past couple of days has been this like real nuanced conversation regarding bisexual men, um, specifically bisexual men in the black community. Um, everyone's been watching this new show called Love is Blind, and there's this like viral clip going around of, I think his name is Carlton Morton, and his then fiance Diamond Jack, and the clip is of him kind of like coming out to her before they get married. Um, and in her words, I guess she called her reaction to it aggressive, um, but it definitely sparked a conversation on social media about, um, you know, about 
people who date bisexuals and uh, the unwritten rules uh, that surround uh, that that sexuality. So I guess I kind of just want to jump right into the topic um, and kind of ask you a few questions about, you know, just like your views on on bisexuality. Like, have you ever dated someone that is that was or that identified as bisexual? Yes. So was that? Oh, I'm, I'm, well, let me answer a question as well. Um, I have as I have as well, um, and I I gotta admit, at first I was you know just you know I was super super young and I didn't necessarily know how to um, you know just how to like how to take it because I you know was very young and ignorant. I was just like, oh, I don't know, maybe they're gonna leave me for a girl, or maybe yeah, you know maybe whole... should, should I should I be you know, should I be extra worried or this, this and that? But given, I mean, you know, like I said, I was super, super young. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of us have that, like, well, I don't know. I feel like it's common to have, especially younger people saying, you know, um, I don't know about dating a bisexual guy because, you know, I don't have a pussy or, or titties. And, you know, if he wants those, I can't give those. Like, I feel like we've all had that mindset to an extent or at least most of us but at some point you realize how stupid it is right because when they're gonna cheat he gonna cheat regardless so yeah um yeah because i definitely felt that way too for a while so it's like i don't know because i can't but it was more so an insecurity thing with me than uh me trying to you know stigmatize bisexuality you know what i mean right right but yeah once i realized i'm a bad bitch i'm like oh bring them on see i mean i think at least for me over the you know over the past few years i've you know i was involved with uh with with men who are bisexual who are also black so my opinion on like the whole you know should pe- should people be concerned or should they like have to come out to their partners I feel like I don't really have a say in terms of like what people should tell their partner, like, especially if like, so I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll lay it out here like this. So the last person I dated didn't tell me that he was bisexual until maybe like the second or third date. Mm. Um, it didn't bother me because I think at that point, you know, I had already, you know, had had plenty of conversations with him um and he seemed like somebody who was real real confident and you know so maybe you know and he didn't he didn't he didn't word it to me this way but i I can only assume that maybe you know he was afraid of my initial reaction um so that's why he probably didn't tell me you know on the first date which you know looking back at it i probably wouldn't expect him to um you know because obviously he was interested in me at the time so that really at least for me that should have been enough Mm. um and when we when he ended up telling me about it um i was actually at his house and i forgot the way he worded it to me but he had some had something had said something along the lines of yes because i'm attracted to women as well and i was like oh i didn't know and he said yeah um he said i you know i'm 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 bisexual but my experience dating women hasn't been the greatest um because they at least the women that he's dealt with um, didn't necessarily react to, um, you know, to him coming out to them in the most supportive way or the most, you know, loving or warm way, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think, I think at least 
speaking a little bit on you know what he was was saying to me was he feels that it's a it's an issue that women haven't really done the work on mm. and they don't necessarily not to say that they have to um but i think if we're talking about you know women dating bisexual men at least from the conversations that i've heard and you know the opinions that i've heard a lot of women don't aren't you know they're not likely to date a bisexual man unless unless they are you know queer as well right um but a lot of straight women don't want to because of you know because you know that, that there's that that fear that we talked about earlier and there's a lot of ignorance um and insecurity. that comes into that conversation right right insecurity as well um because they think i mean i know from based on the shit that i've heard is you know a lot of women don't see bisexual men as men they they see them as you know they see them as gay men even though bisexual even though bisexuals exist and it's that's i feel like that concept is very hard for people but i also think that you know the fact that a lot of people don't really um take bisexuals seriously i think a lot of that has to do with the whole you know masculine versus feminine debate right because yeah i think women you know regardless of of race um i think they have a lot more room to you know to be fluid with their sexuality and to have that identity as bisexual they you know a lot of i know plenty of guys who you know had no issue dating a bisexual woman um a lot of guys are of course they wouldn't uh, turn right a lot of guys are turned on by that and they have their own like issues with you know fetishizing that whole thing but it's i just think it's funny how a lot of a lot of conversations i i try to like look at both sides of it i'm like all right why do we have such an issue with with men because they're a loud pack men. of idiot bitches and i'm sick of them already <laughs> <laughs> pretty much right um it's just it's so interesting to me because i remember i had a conversation with somebody about um you know just about bisexual people and stuff and i think they had said something like yeah like women can be bisexual women experiment women do this but the minute a man who you know at least let's just let's just say a straight man who just happens to be curious and just to kind of you know wants to experiment to see what he likes to, to figure out if he likes this or not the minute he is even like a little bit open about that you know he just gets the gay stamp and you're like nope he's gay it doesn't matter if he you know it doesn't matter if he's married to a woman and has kids by her he may have sucked one dick in his life he's gay for life like and and the gays do that too which is even oh right it's just as irritating and frustrating um i don't understand what what the 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 gratification of trying to clock somebody is or like i don't i i never understood that like why does it matter who is what like it what the fuck like find your own man find you a nigga and maybe if you put effort into that as opposed to trying to figure out what this nigga's doing with his dick and who he doing it with mind yours and if you don't got one find one to mind but like it it never made sense to me and it still doesn't like so what like you see a group of people walking oh that's family what the fuck does it matter hmm he get what does it matter do you think he is what the fuck does it matter yeah i mean i wish i i 
I wish we, you know, I think we all wish we kind of lived in that kind of world, right? Where we just didn't necessarily have to, you know, make it such a, a big thing about people's sexuality, right? But it's, unfortunately, that's just not, that's just not the world that we live in. And it happens on both ends. Like, you can't escape it worth shit. But back on topic. Right. Um, right, right. <laughs> oh, no, so, so, um, at least... Well, I like that you brought up the fact that, you know, a lot of gay people or a lot of, you know, a lot of queer people um, have that issue as well when it comes to um, dating bisexuals. Um, obviously, I talked a little bit about it from my own experience a little bit earlier, but dating um, them and and saying um, for dating, they have is well, I've observed within the community issues dating bisexual guys and labeling bisexual guys as gay. Right, and right. that upsets me. That really frustrates me. Um, because, again, number one, what does it matter? And number two, even if they were gay, they probably don't want your ass. So go find a dick to mine and get off that one. <laughs> you know, I think I think uh, this is probably something we can both agree on is the fact that like one of the hardest things about just being in you know in the lgbt community is that we people that people on the outside they want things to be real simple and black and white right and we're you know whether it be through podcasting or social media or whatever you know we try our best to have healthy conversations to let people know that everything isn't black and white when it comes to our community right no um you know so that's that's one that's one problem but now the you know on the other side is we got to have these conversations with each other about bisexuals and i'm not saying everyone has to date a bisexual or anything like that but you should respect the fact that they you know the bisexuals exist there are people who you know the the everything just can't and and everything just can't be black and white right because like i said earlier we give that room to women to be experimental and to be fluid right but we don't do it for men and mm -hmm. i feel like that like i said i feel like the main reason for that is that whole masculine versus feminine debate right it's um, it's it's so much tied into one it's like it's it's patriarchy tied into that there is definitely some um some aspect of of patriarchy tied to that of course toxic masculinity misogyny like it's so many things that contribute to it that i i kind of understand why it's a hard thing to get past and over and through but that doesn't make it any less necessary like right deal with your shit like at some point you gotta like face like uh, it's just so much on my mind i don't um uh, yeah continue <laughs> I, just, I just think it's yeah it's it's frustrating right because we want at least for me you know having having been on you know this podcast and what about your friends and having uh, collaborated with different people and just having better conversations about you know stuff regarding our community i feel like we have to be supportive of people you know and it's not you know, I'm not saying I'm supportive of bisexuals just because I've dated people who identified that way, but it's more so like out of respect, understanding, right? Just understanding that they also have a story to tell, and their story is a little bit different than than ours. And just like you know, people who are trans, you know, it's and they, I don't have a box to put anybody in. Like right. I can't, and at the end of the day, all this shit is stupid. Like this is. <laughs> just let people so, be and and let like my biggest thing 
especially after I came out and I would like talk to people and well, I always know like that shit was the shit out of me. But my biggest thing right. is accept people for who they tell you they are, unless their actions show you differently. If a nigga say he buy, let them like both. The, who are you to tell somebody or to say that somebody is lying about who they are, what they like, what they're like, you ain't no, we ain't nobody. We ain't shit. None of us is shit. So why the <laughs> fuck do you think it's okay or it's reasonable or logical or that you have the, uh, the, 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 the authority to tell somebody, Oh, I know you said you like boys and girls, but since you like boys, I'm pretty sure you only like boys. And then it does. You, you do have to kind of, Address the fact that, you know, identifying as bisexual is a, a stepping stone for a lot of gay men in their process, which, again, that's not their fault because we, we live in a society. And again, we have all these different systems at play that, you know, influence that kind of behavior. But that doesn't make the existence of bisexual men. Like, it doesn't trivial. It doesn't take that away. They're still they still exist and they deserve right. love and respect. Whether it's from a nigga or or a woman, or a man or a woman, uh, like they like I don't. It's, it's we just gotta be more respectful of each other in general, and and cut the bullshit. Deal with your shit. It's hard to deal with it. It's hard to work through it and accept the fact that there are privileges that you may uh benefit from that you don't want to acknowledge or that you don't want to see. It may be hard to accept a certain um societal like like forms like bigotry and shit because if you address it then you have to address how you contribute to it it's a lot and i get it it's hard but just because you don't want to do that work that don't give you a rhyme reason or excuse to be disrespectful right because you ain't nobody (laughs) so so let me um so let me go into this question then do you because i feel like this is this is kind of like the debate I've been seeing at least today um, as far as, you know, like what's homophobic, what's not. Um, do you believe that people who do not want to date bisexual men, do you think, do you feel like that's rooted in homophobia? Amongst other, well, yeah, I, I do feel like homophobia is a contributing factor. And then if you're going to address homophobia, uh, misogyny is definitely a contributing factor to that as well as toxic masculinity. Um, and again, patriarchy ties into there somewhere. And I'm pretty sure white supremacy does too, but I'm not a hundred percent. I have to connect more dots. <laughs> right. We'll come back when we'll, we'll, we'll have a bisexual, um, but I'm pretty we'll have a bisexual sure man. Come I'm on pretty the show sure. And then we'll, honestly, we'll I blame it. white people for homophobia in all forms for the most part. Um, <laughs> I do. I mean, look, if you look historically, a lot of the, 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 civilizations of color had some form of what we deem as queerness, you know, within their communities. And it wasn't until contact with the Europeans and, and the forced conversion of Christianity that shit started to change. You know what I mean? Like you had these communities Mm -hmm. and, and these people who, again, that we would deem as queer who are respected and upheld in their societies. Um, but because of what, people take from what the bible says now it's all wrong and this is mm, there's i I, 
I want to say imperialism or colonial, one of them two, it's a lot. And I'm still expanding my vocabulary on this shit and, and connecting <laughs> dots. But I know either imperialism and or colonialism is somewhere in that mix of shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was, um, I don't know if it, I think it was Jadena who was doing an interview with, uh, with Sway and he was talking about. I remember um, that. Yeah, he was talking a little bit about you know, what you had mentioned. Um, and I think one of the things that I wish a lot of people would kind of uh, understand is that the Google concepts is free. of who we are. Say what? I said Google is free. Oh, yeah, that too. I mean, every, <laughs> everyone should know that by now, right? We, we've been saying that for years. Um, but I think one of the things I really want people to understand is that, like, no matter how you feel about, you know, there being a quote-unquote gay agenda or them putting you know queer characters on cartoons or movies tv shows oh like my God. that's 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 one that's I'm, I'm past that shit like if you can't fucking handle that then i don't know what to tell you but i i want people to understand that the concepts of who we are as far as as queer people right like whether it be gay bisexual trans lesbian whatever um these these concepts like of of who we are and who we identify as have been around forever this wasn't a thing where it was like, yeah, everyone just started being gay in the 80s or, Listen. or you know, late 90s. Like, we've been around forever. And this goes back to, like, you know, way, way back in the day. You know, it's... it's Even some of the white people was hunching. Like, let's not... <laughs> let's not act like this is anything new. But, again, people don't want to do their research. They don't want to do their Googles. They don't want to gain an understanding because, again... If they start to gain an understanding and put things together at some point, they're going to have to face how they have contributed to the problem. And nobody right. wants to do that. Nobody wants to check themselves and hold themselves accountable for fucking up the lives of people, not directly, but indirectly, you know, what? or maybe directly too. like nobody wants to do that. However, it's necessary. Mm. And, and I don't know. I'm just, uh, I hate people. I, I don't hate people. I don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I really, really don't. There are a, a lot of amazing individuals on this planet of all races mm -hmm. and, and, and gender and sexual identities. But the lot of you motherfuckers are deplorable. <laughs> oh, man, that's that word's funny. Um, <laughs> so so I'll kind of I'll, I'll try to wrap up this topic um, by saying um, at least you know, since we're talking about bisexuals, I remember back in the day, I remember hearing, I don't know who it was. It was definitely a relative of mine talking about a family friend who identified as, as bisexual at the time. And they were saying something like, yeah, I was talking to him. And, you know, I told him like, you know, eventually you got to choose. And I think, you know, as, as far as like, you know, choose who to be with, whether he want, wanted to be with a man or a woman. Um, and I think a lot of people to this day still have that kind of mentality when it comes to bisexuals is that they, you know, they have to make a choice. Like, you know, do they, do you want to be with men only or do you want to be with women only? And I, and it just, and, and I've, like I said, I'm not bisexual, but I understand that that's not how it works for them. It's not like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be, if I'm going to be with a man, I can only be with men and I'm bisexual. Like, it doesn't work that way. If, if he want, if he or she, uh, or they want to be with a man or, you know, maybe have a family, get married, whatever. And then, 
it just doesn't work out they have every right to go you know be with somebody of you know opposite gender identity and kind of you know start a whole start a whole new different different thing with them it doesn't have to it doesn't work that way i mean granted there may be some people who date men um you know who only date men because of their experience with women which is you know something that we talked a little bit about um yeah you know earlier and that's you know but that's also important too and i think that's something that people should you know we should be talking about um but i think like you said earlier um I think it has a lot to do with the fact that people don't want to do the work, right? People that are ignorant to certain things, they, if they don't understand it, they dismiss it. And it's like, Nope, not fucking with that. Keep the gay shit over there. I I don't think, I think they know good and well that they're wrong, but if they take the time to Google or look something up, it'll be proof that they're wrong. And if you have proof that you're wrong, you cannot continue to act like you're right. But as long as you evade the truth, as long as you evade because it's there like everything is there there are uh, academic journal article peer-reviewed studies not some shit somebody did on the corner peer-reviewed like professional shit that got irb approval like you niggas can't even spell irb but no um like the 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 the, the first-hand experiences are there the people who actually embody these identities and live these lives I don't want to say choose a lifestyle because I don't believe in that shit. People who live their lives um, telling you what that experience is. You have research, you have historical records. There is everything that everything is there. And I'm pretty sure that everybody knows that it's there. But if you acknowledge it, then you have to acknowledge how you're wrong. And nobody wants to do that because they're all pussies. Right. And I also think a lot of, at least from, from the conversations that I've had with certain friends um, or like coworkers or whatever, I think it, it, it's like a stab at their pride to be schooled by somebody within this community. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had plenty of conversations with people who were so, so ignorant and I had to like kind of school them on certain things. And, it, you know, it wasn't even like an aggressive conversation or anything like that. It wasn't really heated, um, but I could tell that they you know, they felt embarrassed or they felt some kind of way because somebody who, you know, who was part of a community that they may have contributed to, you know, they, they may have contributed to like the homophobia or, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever the case may be that that person, you know, is kind of dropping, you know, dropping gems on them or whatever. And they don't know how to handle it because they were so used to just treating queer people as something to, you know, to laugh at something, to make fun of all the time. They didn't view us as, you know, they just didn't see us this, you know, in the same light as they do other people. They you know, didn't we were, see us we were, as people. Right. Right. Like, and this is, it's a lot. And people are just stupid. Like I'm, I'm getting tired of saying people are dumb. And for me to get tired of saying people are dumb means something because I call everything dumb. I have no hesitation or qualms about it, but I'm tired. Like I am, there are a lot of pack of idiot bitches and I'm sick of them already. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think this is, yeah, (laughs) I think this is a conversation. I think it's a, it's a real important one. Um, but I think the next time we, we have this conversation, we should definitely have somebody bisexual on. Agreed. Um, so, so we can, you know, just kind of, 
shine a light on their story and their experiences because I, you know, I only gave you guys a little bit of, you know, my own experience from from dating them and hearing, you know, some of their their stories regarding, uh, you know, telling women or telling, you know, people telling other men that they're bisexual. So I think uh, we should put a pin on this and, you know, refer back to it later. So uh, I'm with that. Yeah. Yeah. And we're already, what, 53 minutes in? Yeah, Look see, at I God. told you we were going to, I told you we'd be able to do a whole episode on this. You already know um, you get my Aquarian as a, a social justice, social type of thing. And you know, I'm a rant. <laughs> if it's something I actually care about. Right, right. Um, all right. So unless you have anything else, I think we're going to wrap up the timeline for this week. I does not. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening to House of Hughes. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Frankie L. Rivera, Instagram Frankie.L.Rivera, and my photography Instagram underscore Boxguy Huey. Where can they find you? You can find me on the Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey. That's B A E B Y H U E Y. Uh, check out the seeds FL. That's like the word seeds, the letter F and the letter L. Uh, the web series is on YouTube. I'm in that. And then uh, chapter two, season three has started and it is streaming on the Airy Cam Productions website. Uh, so if you got the funds, go get you a membership and watch it. Uh, I must say, when I look at the, the season three premiere of that and I go back to the first scene I shot for season two, whoo, the growth. Um <laughs> But no, it's it's it's, it's yeah, it's it, the, yeah, it's good, it's good shit. Um, so yeah, check them oh, out man, if you right. can if you can. Um, it'll probably be on Amazon Prime at some point too. I hope. Um, but yeah, check me out. <laughs> Alrighty then. So yeah, so you guys make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at House of Fuse Pod. Um, send us your inquiries, any questions you guys want us to answer on the show. You can DM either me or Huey or email us at houseofhusepod at gmail.com. Um, and I think that's about it. Don't have any announcements this week. So yep, yeah, Huey, close us out. Category closed. Hashtag stream on the six. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>